up your weekend breakfast with Rifilwe Mbakanyane on 702. Let's walk the talk. Let's absolutely walk the talk and say good morning to Nikki Bush as we look ahead at the year 2022 and uh, find or polish off some ways and tricks uh, that we can save time, save energy, save money, and most importantly, save your sanity as a parent and a guardian. Nikki Bush, of course, is an author, a speaker, a human potential and parenting expert. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Rufilwe. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Um, you sound like you never left. I was here last week. <laughs> okay, so you, you got a head start on me. Uh, thank you so much for keeping the seat warm. Nikki, we are, of course, getting used to, speaking of welcome back, and uh, it's good to speak to you. We are, of course, getting used to being back at school, being back at work. Uh, we have to adjust. We have to very, very quickly pivot and hit the ground running. But, of course, your big focus for our conversation this morning is just how do we make that easier for ourselves? Absolutely. So when we go back to school or when our kids go back to school, technically parents are going back to work at the same time and we're going back to school too because there's so much that has to be done with back to school. And last week we were talking about parents, you know, doing all the shopping and getting the stationery and the school uniforms and all those sorts of things and how to let go of your child on the first day of school. But I think mission control continues for the first three or four weeks. Mm, absolutely. Back at school. Well, the whole family is getting back into routine and we're getting used to all things new. And of course, when we go back to school, there's a lot of communication that the school is sharing with you all the time. So, in order to know what's going on, you actually have to get with the program as a parent. Mm. If the school has got an app, make sure you have downloaded that app. Make sure it is on the front page of your smartphone. You know, you gather so many apps throughout the year. Just go and delete all the ones that you never use and make sure the ones you use on a regular basis are right on that first or second page of your smartphone. Uh, You know, you were talking about, just before you came to me, about apps that you use to keep safe, etc. Now, School is one of those very important apps because when you need to get hold of the school urgently, make sure you have the number on speed dial and remember the school app needs to be easily accessible. So communication is important. Schools also use social media channels for communication um, and some are still using the D6 communicator, but these apps will give you, like we've had so much rain, if your kids are playing sport and they need to get out a weather warning to you, they're going to send it out on the app first. Yeah. That's where it's going to go. And, of course, they're probably going to have a WhatsApp channel as well and the school WhatsApp channel and the class WhatsApp channel. All of those things, get that done at the beginning of the school term so that you're not scrabbling. Nikki, I'm going to ask you to pause right there. <laughs> you're pausing for the cause. Uh find the school apps incredibly helpful and it's such a just you know make it a habit to just check in on the app first thing in the morning because those reminders do pop up from time to time uh you know with half an hour to go they might just say hey as you said inclement weather something's happened here's a heads up or rather you know don't forget to bring Mm -hmm. this because um yeah something has something unforeseen has cropped up but then to the point and the reason i'm asking you to pause and uh, i'm sure 
At some point, somebody has asked you to talk on this, helping parents discern what belongs on a class or grade WhatsApp forum versus speaking directly to the teacher, the principal, the subject head. It seems we are still, as parents, grappling with this. My goodness. My goodness, quite right. So the bottom line is that it's essential for your child that you build a respectful relationship with your child's teacher and, of course, with the other parents as well Um, because you need to make yourself as supportable as possible and you also need to be an example to your child of building respectful relationships. The one thing that's going to do your child a real disservice is if you choose to have a conversation or an argument um, with the teacher in front of your child. So first things first, keep those conversations private. Second thing is don't have those conversations with other parents if you should be having them with the teacher. So don't have a big complaining session with parents without actually getting the facts from the teacher first. Um, and there are chains of command. There's the, there's the head of department, as you say. There's the school principal. And rather have those conversations face-to-face than start having them in a WhatsApp group where they go viral, where somebody takes something out of context, and then somebody says, do you know who said what? Mm. In another conversation in the car park, and the next thing, you know, whatever you thought was private has gone viral. Mm. So out of respect for yourself, each other, the teacher, and your child, because these things can even backfire on your child, where, you know, the mother is sitting at the dinner table and says, you know what happened? (laughs) And then your name or your child's name is dragged through the mud. So, yes, let's keep things clean. Let's speak to the person with whom we have the complaint or where, you know. And class mothers have a very important role to play. And fathers? (laughs) And fathers, absolutely. In, in my son's first year, a second year of uh, primary school, we had the first class dad ever. It was fantastic. And um, they are there as a go-between for certain information that, you know, teachers are overburdened. They don't have enough, enough hours in a day. And so the class mum or dad, the class parent, is there to do things like talk about the class TLC fund, the Tender Loving Care Fund. And that is something that's put together where every parent puts in, say, 100 rand a year. And if a child is sick or a parent is in an accident or something, they buy a card, a gift, the teacher's gift for her birthday, things like that. It's a little slush fund. Mm. And everybody needs to contribute. It doesn't work if half the parents contribute. So it's usually a manageable amount. Um, And then if there's going to be, say, a class party or maybe a class outing, often the class parent um, who's in charge of this WhatsApp group gets given the information and they're the ones who'll send a reminder. The children are going to the zoo. Make sure you send XYZ with them. Um, and, and so that's important, which leads me mm. to talking about stashing some cash, making sure you have some coins and notes in your purse or keep them in your cubbyhole. Because what's going to happen, <laughs> this always happens, is that your child forgets to tell you it's cake and candy mm, today. And, and you are now in the car dropping them off at school. 
And the last thing you want is for your child to be the only one who doesn't have some some coins on them or some notes on them at Cake and Candy. Or it's the TLC fund, uh, you know, that they're collecting the money and it's got to be in by today. Sure. Uh, whatever it is, it might be Charity Fridays, you know, where it's, you know, five rand a child and it's going to the SPCA, which teaches your child about generosity. All these things, your child needs to be able to participate in them and you need to be ready, which is why I call this mission control. In fact, I've written a whole ebook about <laughs> starting right, start right back to school sanity guide because there's so much to kind of get right when you go back to school. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, to, to the point of just having that cash stash handy, uh, so many schools have gone to, you know, loading money for the tuck shop onto cards, for instance. Yep. And kids are starting uh, in grade R, grade one, grade two, uh, not really interacting with cash, with cash money. <laughs> and their relationship to money and the value of it is quite abstract. So any opportunity for your child, unless, of course, you happen to live in a neighborhood where your child can and does walk to the shops frequently and buy stuff, right? Uh, for to way too many kids, I think the relationship with cash is very abstract yeah. um, and uh, any opportunity to build that, I think, is really, really yeah. key. All right. So I think we can focus on that in another episode yeah, absolutely. because it's a big topic. It's really huge. Is. It's huge. Yeah. Nikki, why do we need to create a prop box? A prop box is what? And my goodness, what's my car going to look like at this point? <laughs> okay, a prop box um, is full of all those bits and bobs that your kids have used for dress up. Uh, you know, all those plastic swords and the pirate patch and the piece of fabric that they used as a Superman, Spider-Man cape, um, Superman cape, the bits of old makeup of yours that you were going to chuck away, um, you know, the crowns, the tiaras, all those things, your old clothes that they used for dress up. Don't throw these things away. You're going to have book days. You're going to have theme days, particularly in preschool and primary school. And you don't have to run to the shops and go and buy fancy dress. You really can make things up if you've got a prop box. You know, all the costume jewelry that's tarnished slightly, don't throw it away. Stick it in the prop box. You are going to use these things and you'll be so glad that you actually have some resources. Absolutely. All right. So prop box taken care of. There is uh, sort of going back and uh, doubling back to school, that weekly planning, part of that mission control that I think is so important to get right now from the outset, right? We've downloaded the app. We are part of the WhatsApp group, whatever instant messaging group and communication group there is for our children's school. Weekly planning is so key, so important for so many reasons laid out for us from extramural activities to homework to school prep. Have at it. Yep. Well, I think mission control as a parent happens on a Sunday night. And that's when uh, you sit down, you look at your diary for the week, you look at each of your children's diaries for the week in terms of extramural activities, etc. Make sure you know what's going on. What are the lift clubs looking like? Who's going to be there? Who's picking up? Who's dropping off? What are we eating? That's mm. a big one because kids are hungry little beings and there's nothing worse than then coming to you at the end of the day saying i'm hungry and you haven't thought about what to make for supper in fact you don't even know what's in the pantry so that's why i suggest um, mission control on a sunday 
and go and do your weekly shop. If you work, go and do your weekly shop sometime on a Sunday. Thank goodness for shops being open seven days a week. And um, it's great to have checklists. So if you're battling with this, do download my ebook because I've got these uh, checklists, shopping lists, even recipes. So this is the time when you think about, hmm, what are our kind of top 10 recipes almost for the year kind of thing? You know, the standard family food fair. Um, and make sure you have those ingredients. And those are recipes where you can cook two and freeze one. Because there are going to be those days when you get home late and you want to know that you can haul something out of the freezer before you leave for work and it's just going to be a reheat and make some rice and we're done. So that's really, really important. So making sure, mission control also includes making sure that your children have got everything they need when they go to school every day. So let's circle back to talking about stationery. Because your kids have actually been given a, a book list and you were madly shopping last week for the books and for the pens and the pencils and the cookies. And now you're in that week where every teacher is saying, okay, for um, geography, you're going to use the 96-page A4 hardcover book. Now you bought five of those. <laughs> so now they're going to start assigning those particular books to subject and then you're going to have to cover them and label them. So when it comes to the books, what's important is kids actually like working out of books that look nice for a long time. You know how exciting it used to be when you used to start a, a new book at the beginning of term? Absolutely. Nice, smooth plastic cover that wasn't scratched and buckled and all of that. And you respect your books when they look new. Well, I worked out that that very cheap plastic wrap actually looks tacky very, very quickly. But you can buy something called a PVC roll, which is that sticky plastic wrap. Yeah. And I started covering my kids' books in that. And the books look good by the end of the year, especially when you're paying a lot for textbooks. Cover those textbooks in that sticky plastic wrap. That's tricky if you want your kids to help you do the wrapping. Um, that you're going to have to do yourself. But your kids can help you with, um, you know, the putting on the labels. They can help you if you're using sticky tape and plastic roll. I always have one of those big, heavy sticky tape dispensers available because those tiny little, little rolls of sticky tape are so ir irritating. So go and invest in one of these. They're about 40 rand for that big, heavy dispenser that you can keep on your desk so much easier to use for, for actually doing all the wrapping of gifts, wrapping of books, etc. And something else to go and buy is that your child's going to come home from school in the first two weeks and they're going to say to you, in English, we've been asked to do a speech about ourselves. This is how the teacher and the class get to know about your child. And guess what? They're going to come back and say, <laughs> in Zulu and Afrikaans, they've got to do the same thing too. <laughs> so what do the children need for speeches? They need speech cards. To this day, even though my children are no longer here, um, I have a, a pile of speech cards, index cards, in my desk, which I actually find very useful for things myself. Exactly. Go and buy yourself a pack of speech cards. They're not expensive, but I promise you they're going to save your sanity when this has to happen. And, you, you know, you won't be sitting there cutting pieces of paper to size. 
And it makes for a better speech and oral as well. Nothing like, uh, you know, watching your fellow students' papers quivering. Yeah, exactly. As they try to look uh, comported and comfortable in front of the whole class. And then a couple of other things that you will use on a regular basis. Plastic sleeves. Go and buy yourself a packet of 100. They're not expensive, but you will be so glad you've got those available. Some white DL envelopes, those white long envelopes. You know, when the school says, please send 100 rand for the TLC fund, you can't just send the 100 rand cash. You've got to put it in an envelope, address it to the class parent, and say what it's for. And then, of course, your child will do projects, so they might be colored paper, or if they're having to submit them, um, you know, um, by printing something off the printer, um, from the internet, you need paper and you need cartridges. So those things are kind of standard items that you need plenty of so that you don't run out at quarter to eight at night when your child says, but I've got to hand this in by tomorrow. Mm, mm, mm. You have been deep in the trenches, Nikki. We can tell. <laughs> This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Deep in the trenches, I've suddenly put it together a project because somebody has neglected to pass on that newsletter for the last two or three weeks. Thank goodness for technology, right? Coming to the rescue. For the most part, we're always, we tend to be in the loop. It's harder these days to miss these things, but it definitely still happens. It is. You know, I've been, I've been on LinkedIn quite a bit in the last week and I've noticed how many more parents, working parents, are posting on LinkedIn about uh, things like paternity leave, maternity leave, and then also being a single parent going back to school with their kids and how much extra pressure it actually adds to your day celebrating the fact that they have the honor of being a parent but also talking about how jolly organized you've actually got to be. Yeah, how you jolly organized as you say you've got to be but of course uh, the beneficial um, effects for your child. Um, you know, you you know uh, if you've ever been disorganized you've had a moment where you've been you know caught up in a tiz and just haven't been on point or haven't been on your A-game you know that feeling, that sinking feeling, and it's like, ugh, darn it. This should have yeah. been, this could have worked out much better. I could have handled that differently. But also, you also realize the impact that it has on your child, not just for, you know, and, and you don't want to be that person that, you know, you, we can all have wobblies from time to time. We're not perfect. But, you know, some, some people are stuck in the cycle of just always being hurried and harried and being on the back foot and a child showing up to work, to school maybe with a a packed lunch maybe it's been forgotten in the rush out the door maybe you know there's always there are always those friends who are never quite put together and it's not a nice feeling for the child beyond a nice feeling they're not able to focus on the things they need to focus on as well Well, they don't feel contained so we can also approach it from that perspective well there's two things and the first is obviously and this is what we dealt with last week but a reminder of routine being part of family sanity so that running out the door picking up your bag picking up the school lunch you know all of that stuff you know can be managed a little better with a bit more forethought and a bit more planning so that it's not a last minute rush put out your uniform the night before i mean i even found on monday i actually spoke to a a staff um of 120 teachers in person hooray hooray it was wonderful on monday (laughs) but on sunday because i haven't done an in-person presentation for about the past i don't know it must be a about the past four months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like going back to school. And I started off my presentation by saying, you know how excited I was about this yesterday, which was Sunday. 
um, I actually put out my dress, my shoes, my underwear. <laughs> I laid it all out, you know, and I had to pack my computer bag and I had to pack my books and my credit card machine. You know what landed up happening? I was charging my credit card machine which had for the sale of books, which had not been used, uh, yeah. you know, for four months. Yeah. Guess what? I left it on the charger at home. <laughs> Precisely what we're talking about. Yeah. If your child yeah. lands up in the classroom and you have not thought about, you know, or you haven't completed the shopping. And the teacher says, please get out, because it's, it's now art, your 2B pencil. And your child doesn't have the soft 2B pencil or their set of cookies or crowns. It's going to be really tough. They've now got to share. And there's embarrassment. There's all that kind of stuff. So please try and get yourself organized. Make sure your kids have got what they need. Make sure that if they're going to be doing group swimming on a day or something like that, that they have packed their swimming costume and their towel. And we can get on in the weeks to come about talking about how kids need to become a little bit more independent and responsible mm-hmm. for their role yes. in doing these things as well. Because... We need to pass on that baton of responsibility at some point, and we're leaving it way too late. Okay, sooner rather than later. All right, I'm looking forward to that conversation because it is an absolutely necessary one. Fantastic stuff. Nikki Bush, always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Rafael West. So there is my Start Right Back to School Sanity Guide on NikkiBush.com. And if you're a school, even a business, who is uh, utilizing guest speakers to motivate and inspire your staff, my Let Go, Let Grow talk is the inspirational one for raising resourceful, resilient kids for the 2020s. Lovely stuff. NikkiBush.com is where you can find all those resources.